Welcome to the Christ Be Glorified Ministries audio podcast. We welcome you to come and join us as we explore the Word of God to open up new levels of glory for every believer to come in closer to the Father. Join Apostle Calvin as he shares the Word of God as the Lord Jesus has revealed it unto him to share with the body of Christ. Apostle Calvin Brown of Christ for Glorified Ministries, and welcome to another broadcast centered around the kingdom of God. Amen. We teach the kingdom, and though um, all who preach preach a, a form of the gospel, the gospel is the good news. The kingdom of God is a perspective that Jesus is Lord. Amen. Everyone knows that we have to get to the place where we make Jesus our Lord and our Savior. Amen. Sometimes we are more familiar with Jesus being our Savior than our Lord because that means something. The word Lord means something. Amen. If you call someone your Lord, amen, that means that they have a place of authority in your life, a place of power, a place of eminence, amen, a royal place, a place that you would recognize, hallelujah, that, that this person is kingly, amen, this, this person is regal, amen, and Jesus is Lord of all, amen, he's the Lord of lords, he is the king of kings, so if you have a relationship with Jesus, who is your Lord, then that does something to you about your relationship, about your place, and how you respond to Jesus, who is your king, and who is your Lord, not just not just your Savior, amen. And so that's what we endeavor, amen, to preach and to teach and to demonstrate and to show that the gospel, the good news, is a message of the kingdom of God, amen. One of the, the main parts of the gospel of the kingdom is you have to go back to the beginning, amen, Genesis, as it were, to see what is the life that God intended for his people. God created man to be his people. Now we must accept Jesus to be the people of God, amen, to have eternal salvation. We must accept Jesus as Lord to continue with God. Amen. To have eternity, to continue, continue um, with the Lord. So you have to go back to the beginning. What did God intend for man? So God created man to be his. He created woman to be his. Amen. He created children, families for all to be his. And yet we know all do not belong to God. Or let's put it this way, though God created everyone and they are his, the seal, amen, of us belonging to God is to accept Jesus. If not, we will experience eternity, but it will be eternal damnation, eternal condemnation, amen. And so Jesus is that way, the truth and the life. Back to God. No man comes to the Father except through Jesus. 
And so you got to get back to the Father. The Father had you when he created man. He had man, and man sinned and was separated from God. In fact, he ran from the presence of God, Adam, and he ran from the presence of God. So the presence of God, the glory of God, is part of the inheritance of being with God from the beginning. So if you go back, what did God intend for man from the beginning? That is called righteousness. God intended righteousness for man. So part of righteousness is being with God, not separated from God. Indeed, being one with God, amen. Even spirit, soul, and body, amen, because God is three in one, and he made man three in one, that that Jesus, the Holy Spirit, and the Father God are one, and they brought man into the covenant of oneness, amen. Let us make man in our own image and in our likeness, and let him have dominion, amen. Through that oneness, amen, one crown, not different crowns, amen, that, that God is above all, and Jesus is a part of that crown. The Holy Spirit is a part of that crown, that oneness, to make man to have dominion and authority because God has dominion and authority. If you want dominion and authority, it would have to come from God's rule, God's authority, God's crown, amen. And so he made man in his image, and man rebelled against God or rebelled against the image. That's why there are other images. That's why there are idols. That's why there are false images, amen, when the image is expressly seen in Jesus, amen, to get a picture of the Father, expressly seen in Jesus, illuminated by the Holy Spirit. He reveals truth, what is real, what is right, what is true, what is what is righteous. Amen. So you have to go to, be, to the beginning, paradise, the Garden of Eden, no sin. Amen. The blessed state, the, the, the visitation of God. He would come in the cool of the day to talk to Adam. Amen. He would impart to Adam the ability to name the animals, amen, to call a thing, so to speak. Whatever he calls it, that's what it would be, just like his father God, amen. Not this world like we see now, that this world which is subject to corruption, full of sin and, and, and sickness and perversion, amen, corruption. That's not the image, amen. And yet the Lord has an image for his believer. Amen. So righteousness is what God intended for man. It is what God intended from the beginning. It is called the blessed state where man is not rebelling against God, where it is, you know how something is like second nature. Something is just, it is it is so accepted. It's just, it's just a part of you. For righteousness to be a part of you, for peace with God to be a, a part of you, loving God to be a part of you. Amen. Not this whole deal about, okay, subject, we were subject to sin and stuff got a hold of us and then God had to save us. He had to free us. He had to deliver us. 
He had to purge out the old ways, the old thoughts, amen. But righteousness is that is that blessed state of wanting to be with God and loving the Lord. You're not striving about sin, amen. You're not, because you have God's divine nature, the Bible says. And so that's not even, sin is not even anything that you are, you are thinking of, amen. And so the key also is to be filled up, to be taught of the Lord. All that old way is, is, is passes away. If any man be in Christ, he's a new creation. Old things have passed away. Behold, all things are new. All things are of God. Now, all things are of God. So God teaches you. You don't know everything. And so the Lord has to teach you the truth through the word of God as it is explained or declared by the Holy Ghost. Amen. You can't take off to yourself and think that you know anything. It is the Holy Spirit that keeps you humble. It is the Holy Spirit that declares the name of the Lord. Amen. Jesus says, come unto me, all who labor and heavy laden, I will give you rest. He says, take my yoke upon you and learn of me, for I am meek and lowly in spirit. My yoke is easy. My burden is light. Amen. And so there is a process, amen, of receiving the yoke, which is the Holy Spirit. It is that which is despised and rejected of man. Amen. People say they, they love Jesus, but that part of the Holy Spirit being the yoke that ties you to Jesus so that you can walk in lockstep with the Lord, many people despise. Amen. And so you shall be taught of the Lord as it is written by the prophets. Amen. You shall be taught of the Lord. That's a humbling experience. You have to admit that you don't know until the Lord tells you and teaches you and begins to fill you up so that you can prove what is that good, acceptable, and perfect will of God. Now, the role of man is to do the will of God. The role of man is to do the will of God and not strive about it. For it to be pleasing and pleasant to do the will of God, your soul would have to be saved for your thoughts to line up with God, your thinking to line up with God, your heart to line up with God. And you would have to receive that, that the, the covering of the Holy Spirit. In other words, once you are born again, your protection is in God. You, you can't go back to the world. Amen. The devil has taken out a many a Christian who have turned back. Jesus says, remember Lot's wife. Amen. She looked back. She turned into a pillar of salt as a memorial to, to, to something to look at to see that you're not supposed to set your hands to the plow and, and to look back how dangerous that is. Amen. So you get on with it. You get born again. You get filled with the Holy Spirit. And now your life is from the Lord. It is a full life. It is a, an abundant life. Amen. The thief comes not but to steal, kill, and to destroy. But Jesus says, I've come that you may have life in heaven more abundantly, a full life. Amen. In Christ Jesus, as long as you don't, you don't look back. 
Amen. Now, for the believer, we understand that the earth is not our home. So that's one of the mindsets you have to have as a believer. As a believer, for this thing to work right for you, you have to understand that the earth is not your home. It was designed by God to be a place of testing and preparation to show where your heart resides. Amen. So that's what faith is. We walk by faith, not by sight. But all faith is, faith, <laughs> it shows where your heart is. Amen. Whether it is attached to this seen world, amen, whether it is attached to um, fleshly desires, amen, or whether it is attached to the Lord Jesus who resides in heaven, amen. That's all faith is. That when, when you have faith in the word, you're showing that Jesus is Lord, amen. Jesus is in heaven, but the fact that your heart has love and affection for God in this earth, it brings his lordship into this earth realm. Amen. And so it shows, faith shows. And, and your life in this world is a preparation. God is preparing you for heaven. God is preparing you to receive. And you're being tested, amen, and tried. That God tests the hearts. The Bible says God trieth the hearts and God weighs the hearts. Amen. So God tests the heart, amen. And then the devil tempts, amen. The Bible says God does not tempt with evil. God cannot be tempted with evil. Neither does he tempt anyone, amen. But everyone is tempted when he is drawn away, get this, by his own lust, amen. And that he is drawn away by his own lust and lust produces sin and sin produces Death, amen. So desire, all lust is is a desire, whether it be an earthly desire or a fleshly desire, which is not God's desire. And so what the devil does, he tries to get you to desire things that are not what God wants you to desire. Everybody boasts, Christians boast and brag that God gives you the desire of your heart, but a lust is a desire also. And I, I would not say that God would give you unto lust. But the Bible says that there is no temptation except that which is common unto man, but God is faithful to give you an opening of escape, amen, from the temptation, amen. Drawn away by your own lust and tempted. That's what happened to Eve. Drawn away by your own lust and tempted. Amen. Everyone's temptation may be different. Amen. Adam's temptation was different from Eve's. Amen. That Eve was deceived, the Bible says, over and over again. She heard the devil. She thought what the devil was offering in the form of wicked wisdom was an a viable option. Amen. That Adam knew that that was not the case. Amen. But he was tempted the Bible says that he heeded 
the voice of his wife over the voice of God. Amen. So what is temptation? Temptation is simply a desire. God gives desires. In fact, he is the desire. Jesus is the desire of nations that put all other desires in their proper place. Amen. So, yes, God gives the desires of the heart. But you see, those desires are desires which line up with the will of God. Amen. And so God does want you blessed. But if you have a worldly perspective, what good is the blessing if mammon has your heart, if the world has your heart, if the cares of this life has your heart? Amen. God wants to capture your heart. In other words, God wants you to allow yourself to be captured by him. <laughs> Amen. God wants to love you. God wants you to say, I give up. You can have me. Amen. Whatever you want, God. Your desire, your will. That's when life begins. Amen. That's when you enter into journeys that you did not know. That's when you enter into the fullness of life. Amen. When you give yourself to the Lord. Amen. So this earth is not your home. Amen. We know ultimately heaven is your home. So this earth realm is when you have life is a time of testing and preparation. Amen. To show where your heart is. Luke chapter 16. Luke chapter 16 verses 10 and 11. Jesus says, he who is faithful in what is least is faithful also in much. And he who is unjust in what is least is unjust also in much. Therefore, if you have not been faithful with unrighteous mammon, who will commit to your trust the true riches? Well, I'm going to stop there for a little while, but then I'm, I'm going to go back to a couple of more verses. So he says that he that is faithful in least is faithful in much. He that is unjust or unfaithful in least is unjust, unfaithful, and much. So what is Jesus talking about? He's talking about the great exchange. Jesus always talked about the great exchange, exchanging a man what is seen or your faithfulness in the realms of what is, is seen to acquire that which is not seen. Amen. And so there are riches which are seen. And then Jesus speaks of true riches. He's talking about that which is of the Lord is greater. Okay. That which is of the Lord is better. Amen. So unrighteous mammon, you may say money, finances, things of that nature. You're, 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 you're being a steward for God with things that are seen, carnal things that are seen to show your readiness to um, have authority in the, the realm to come in heaven. Amen. Or even in the kingdom. Amen. The kingdom of God is the extension of the kingdom of of heaven into the earth realm and wherever God resides. God can reside wherever he wants to. Wherever he goes, he is Lord. <laughs> Amen. And so the lesser, 
is, is blessed by the greater, the lesser. So that which is least. So unrighteous mammon is called that which is least. Amen. And by um, connotation also, that which is of the earth is less than that which is of heaven. He says, going on, he says, and if you have not been faithful in what is another man's, in, in other words, to be a faithful steward, that's what is another man's means being a steward. You, you're not taking finances and say, mine, 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 mine. It all belongs to God. He says, the silver is mine and the gold is mine. Amen. So it belongs to God. The earth is the Lord's in the fullness thereof. The, the, the cattle of a thousand hills, they belong to God. Amen. He says, if I was hungry, I would not, would not ask you. So it is when God is desiring things of you, yes, it blesses others, and then it blesses you. Amen. And so, heaven is our home. The earth is temporary. Amen. This earth is temporary. So, so heaven is better. This, this earth is passing away. It's fleeting. It's passing away. Heaven is eternal. So your heart must be positioned to value the eternal. That's what I'm trying to say. Your heart must be positioned to value that which is eternal. There must be a change in you. When you get born again, there has to be a change. You used to value that which was temporary. Amen. Now you value that which is, which is eternal. Amen. And then he says that no one can serve two masters. Verse 18, for either he will hate the one and love the other. So there is a such thing as love and hate. And there is a such thing as what you're supposed to love and what you're supposed to hate. Amen. So servant means that one is your master. No servant can serve two masters. He will either hate the one or love the other, or else he will be loyal to the one and despise the other. So who are the two masters? You cannot serve God and mammon. As a servant, you cannot serve God and mammon. So you're supposed to love God and be loyal to God. That means that you would hate mammon. <laughs> and you would not be loyal to mammon. That mammon should not say, I, I got them. I know exactly what they will do. I know exactly how to get them to, to respond. Amen. And so people gloss over scriptures. And it, it, it has no weightiness to you. Amen. Amen. Because there are many in the body of Christ who love mammon, unrighteous mammon. There are many, let me say it this way, who love money. There are many whose desire is money, prestige, maybe even power and influence. Amen. And yet you're called to be a servant of God. Yes, I know 
that you're a friend of God, you are in relationship with God, that the Lord reveals what he is doing, his will from heaven to his friends. But that simply means that you are in covenant with God. It does not deviate from this scripture at all. You're, if you're in covenant with God, you love him and you are loyal to him as a servant, a steward over the earthly. <laughs> Amen. Stewarding it for the heavenly. <laughs> Amen. For the kingdom. For the kingdom of God. Amen. So this earth is not your home. So there is a mindset. You can, you can put down roots and you can have a mindset where this earth is your home. Amen. I remember the Lord told me, he says that he was going to bless me and my family. He says that, and you can, he says, it's up to you. You can make your house as elaborate as you want. As long as you remember that it is a tent. Amen. That, that, that mansion that a lot of people are, are living in, they need to recognize it as a tent. If God said, pack it up, pack it up. If the Lord said, give it away, give it away. If the Lord says, travel, you, can say, you can't say, I can't travel because I got commitments to this home. <laughs> Man. So everything is temporary. Amen. Even your home is a tent. Amen. Which means you're ready to travel to the land that God tells you to travel to. Amen. Matthew chapter 6. Matthew chapter 6. Verses 19 through 21. Matthew chapter 6, verses 19 through 21. Do not lay for yourselves treasures on earth where moth and rust destroy and where thieves break through and steal. But lay up for yourselves treasures in heaven where neither moth nor rust destroys and where thieves do not break in and steal. For where your treasure is there your heart will be also. So that's what I was alluding to. In this earth, our heart can either be with the earth, loving the earth, or our heart can be in the kingdom. We, we are born again. We're in the world, not of the world. We're actually in the kingdom of God. That's where our heart is. And so therefore our heart, our treasure is in heaven. The, the value, the worth is in heaven. Amen. And this earth is simply used to show where your heart is. For instance, in your finances, in this earth realm, you simply show that your heart is either with God or it is, it is with this earth or it is, it is with mammon. Amen. You, you show where your heart is loyal, where your heart loves, where your treasure actually is. Amen. And so Jesus is the treasure of heaven. I preached on that several times because that is the, the, the foundation of all, all the kingdom. Amen. Is that 
Jesus, though he be in heaven, by the word of God and by the power of the Holy Spirit, that if you make him your treasure, that we can bring the blessedness of heaven into this earth realm. That we can bring that relationship and fellowship with God, though he be in heaven, we can have it in this earth realm if that's where our treasure is, that's where our heart will be. If we treasure that the most, amen. So heaven is our home. <laughs> so it's like this, that if you live in Jackson, uh, Mississippi, and you um, visit Tupelo, Mississippi, amen. That, or if you visit Atlanta, Georgia, amen, that you just visited there, you passed through there, you saw the site, then you went back home, amen. Praise be to God. Well, heaven is your home. So heaven is like your compass, Amen. Your, your, your lighthouse, your guiding post. Amen. Heaven always has a hold of you because Jesus always has a hold of you. Amen. The Bible says we're sealed also with the Holy Spirit of promise. He is the surety or the, the guarantee of the purchased possession. You were purchased, amen, not for the earth ultimately. You were purchased for heaven. Amen. Your name should be written in the Lamb's book of life. So when you get to heaven, the Lord can say, oh, yeah, you belong here. Welcome home. Amen. Amen. Praise God. So did you get that? When you get to heaven, that is welcome home, not in this earth. Holy Ghost. A hold of you. Amen. God has to have a hold of you. Heaven has to have a hold of you. Amen. So your conduct in this life, in this earth, is governed by the fact that Jesus is Lord. The Holy Spirit has sealed you to get you to heaven. Amen. After the fulfillment of the will of God in your life. So there's two things holding you. Amen. That you have to do the will of God. Amen. Before you go to heaven. So there's two things calling you. Heaven is calling you. Amen. And you would go now. People that have understanding, they'll go in a minute, a second. What's, what's smaller than a second? Amen. We would go to heaven. Amen. But just as strongly as heaven is calling is the desire to do the will of God, to get somebody saved, to get somebody healed, to get somebody delivered more than we have desires for ourselves. God's desires in our life are stronger than our personal desires. If God's desires are stronger than your personal no desires, God will make sure you'll get plenty of your personal desires. Amen. Hallelujah, Lord. Your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Father God, I pray, Lord God, that your people, that people would be saved. Amen. That the, the harvest is, is plenteous, but the laborers are few. Pray to the Lord of harvest to send laborers into his harvest. Yes, 
Lord. Yes, Lord. What is happening down here in this earth, the, 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 the will of God is moving you. Amen. God has access to you. And it's not about you all the time. Me, 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 me. It's not about you. Amen. Jesus says my food is to do the will of the Father. Amen. St. John chapter 17. I need to speed it up a little bit. <laughs> Amen. But the word is so good. Hallelujah. St. John chapter 17, verses 1 through 3. Jesus spoke these words, lifted up his eyes to heaven and said, Father, the hours come, glorify your son, that your son may also glorify you, as you have given him authority over all flesh, that he should give eternal life to as many as you have given him. And this is eternal life, that you may that they may know you, the only true God, and Jesus Christ, whom you have sent. Amen. So eternal life is knowing God, but not just knowing God, the only true God. That was that stood out to me. Amen. So knowing the Father God in Jesus is eternal life. Amen. That what was started in this earth by you accepting Jesus would continue in heaven. Amen. So God always talk about continuing. God's always talking about abiding. That which began, that which was from the beginning. Amen. That it would continue. Amen. So eternal life is knowing the Father who is the only true God. In other words, you don't know anything else as a God. God is the only, the only true God. Amen. And 2 Peter chapter 3. 2 Peter chapter 3. Holy Ghost. <laughs> Verses 10 and 11. Man, sometimes the, the Lord just blesses me up here. Y'all don't even know. I'll be having such a good time in his presence that I just want to, I just want to laugh. I want to shout. Then I remember, hey, I got to finish. Woo, I got to finish this word. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. But the Lord is blessing me right now. I'm telling you the truth that the Lord is blessing me. Amen. Second Peter chapter three, Hallelujah. verses 10 and 11. It says, but the day of the Lord will come as a thief in the night, in which the heavens will pass away with a great noise, and the elements will melt with fervent heat, and both the earth and the works that are in it will be burned up. Therefore, since all these things will be dissolved, what manner of persons ought you to be in holy conduct and godliness? And so that's what I was talking about. It is an appreciation of the revelation that that which is of the earth, that the culmination of it will eventually, it will be burned up. But heaven abides forever, just like the word of God abides forever. So in appreciation for the eternal. So Peter, the apostle Peter said, since you know this, that the starry heavens, the earth, everything which is seen will, will burn up with fervent heat, with noise, 
what type of persons ought you to be in godly conduct, in holy conduct, in godliness? Amen. Holy conduct. So he's he is saying that if you if you understand these two basic principles, that which is seen will burn up. And that which is not seen, that heaven abides forever. So how will you conduct yourself in this earthly, this, this physical world, which will burn up? Amen. Then it is saying a heart attitude of living for God, being holy, being godly, not casting your lot in with that which is temporary that which will burn up, but casting your lot, casting your heart in that which is eternal, changing your life. How do you make a godly person? God builds them. <laughs> it's like God does everything else. He builds everything which lasts forever. He builds that with his wisdom. He builds you. Amen. As a, as a spiritual house, you are the building of the Lord, the Bible says. You are the planting of the Lord. The Lord will build you. The Lord will plant you. Amen. In good ground, Mount Zion, fertile soil to produce good fruit, to be, be holy. Not all this talk about, well, God will forgive you. We all weak. You know, everybody got sin. If anybody is talking about holiness, if you look in their lives, you know. They just, they just a big old phony. <laughs> Amen. That's not, that's not your mindset. That, that's not even in you. You understand, you understand that the Lord purchased you and now you see heaven and that's where you want to be. But just as strong as that pool of heaven is on you, the pool to do the will of God before you get out of here. That's what keeps you in the body. Amen. Amen. That's how it works. Not selfish desires. Amen. That a man's life does not consist of the abundance of the things which he possesses. That's what Jesus said. Amen. Somebody thought that, you know, I'm looking, looking at my neighbor, you know, I got this type of house, but they got a better house. I got this type of car, but they got a better type of car that I could just be fulfilled. If I could just get the type of house that I want, if I could just get the type of car, amen. And I need a better class of friends. I want highfalutin friends. <laughs> I'm looking for some highfalutin friends. Hey, man. <laughs> Not really. Amen. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I, I want people that 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 eat stuff on shells. Hallelujah. And like it. <laughs> ha! Woo! That can mash some little fish eggs. Hallelujah. <laughs> on a cracker and like it. I don't like it, man. I don't want it. <laughs> Hallelujah. Hallelujah. <laughs> Lord, let me get back. Hallelujah. So, all these things will dissolve. So, what manner of people 
ought we to be? Since this was not our home to begin with, it's going to burn up. Amen. So this was not our home, so I'm not trying to make it my home. <laughs> Hallelujah. Hallelujah. When the eternal God captures our hearts, his eternal kingdom captures us. So we preach the kingdom. And so it is all about being loyal to the Lord and receiving, the Bible says, glory and honor and immortality. Not our glory, but seeking his glory. When Christ, who is our life, shall appear, we shall appear with him in the glory. Trying to get the glory back into this earth realm. So in this earth, we're actually in the kingdom. When God captures our heart, then the kingdom has captured us because the kingdom requires, I'm speaking of the kingdom of God, requires a certain heart and a certain conduct, a certain behavior that you're in the kingdom, a certain loyalty, amen, to the Lord, which produces a certain nobility. In other words, that your, your posture is that which is of the kingdom of God. And so, ju just like supposedly we're here in America, we don't rebel against America. <laughs> Man, they call that insurrection. We don't rebel against the kingdom of God by uh, lusting after things and going after unrighteous mammon and loving that instead of instead of the Lord. Amen. This. This America was founded. We talk about America's greatness. It is the greatness of the Lord. Yes, America is great as long as America adheres to the foundations which are of the Lord. Amen. Not perfect men, but men that, that could see that star. You mean the wise men followed the star that led them to Jesus. Holy Ghost. The pulling, the drawing of the Lord, hallelujah, to, to put down righteous laws which preserve life and preserves righteousness in the laws, amen, that, that protects the civilian life, amen, produces order, amen, the order which is of the Lord, amen. So you see, America can fit into the kingdom of God, and we who are of the Lord can, can be in America, but be loyal unto the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords, not the dictates of evil. Amen. Amen. I, I don't care what evil that comes down from what capitals, amen, that contradict the Lord, then my citizenship is in heaven. Praise God. Amen. I don't, I don't recognize that. that. That law does not comport with the laws of heaven. Amen. <laughs> Amen. So I am not rebellious. <laughs> I am not rebellious. I am loyal to God and I am rebellious against the devil. I, I will not line up with those unrighteous laws that take away life. Amen. That take away peace. Amen. You know it's not of God. Hallelujah. It takes away life. It takes away peace. Amen. So 1 John chapter 2. 1 John chapter 2. So we're speaking of the difference of heaven and 
the earth and the necessity to bring heaven to earth or the kingdom of God to earth. Amen. And so 1 John, let me, let me see it again. 1 John. First John. Chapter two. Verses fifteen through seventeen. First John, chapter two. Verses 15 through 17. It says, do not love the world or the things in the world. If anyone loves the world, the love of the Father is not in him. So we talked about that abiding and that continuing. That it, Jesus says, continue my love. Continue in the Father's love. For all that is in the world, the lust of the flesh, the lust of the eyes, and the pride of life, is not of the Father, but it is of the world. And the world is passing away and the lust of it, but he who does the will of God abides forever. So that's what we were talking about. The world is passing away. <laughs> Amen. So you cannot put your stake in the world except to do the will of the Father. That's, that's what he's saying. So all that is attached to the world, and, and it takes too long to teach, but Adam and Eve sinned. They rebelled against God. They received the wicked wisdom of Satan. They were brought into that thing through lust, that, that, that desire which was not of the Lord, desiring that which is not the will of God, that locked them into the world. And so that's how the devil keeps people captive, by lust, the lust of the flesh, the lust of the eyes, and the pride of life. Those things are of the world. Amen. But he that does the will of the Father abides forever. So a continuation in eternity. That's what it means to abide forever, to continue forever. That which God intended for man is the eternal blessed state of being born again and having access to his presence. Amen. What a blessing, you know, to have access to the presence of the king. Amen. We have access uh, to his presence. Amen. And so the things that are of the world that tie you to the world is desire. Lust is simply a desire. When we say lust, people say, ooh, that's, you know, that that's eerie. You know, that's that's not. But if you say desire, everybody's open to the word desire. With lust, all it means is desire, which is not the will of God. Amen. For your life. Amen. So all that is in the world, the lust of the flesh, the lust of the eyes, and the pride of life is of the world, not of the Father. So love not the world, neither the things that are in the world. world is passing away. Not only is the world passing away, the Bible says, and the lust thereof. So, man, I wish I could teach that. If, if I had time, all the stuff that you were pursuing, all those desires are going to burn up along with the world. <laughs> it is only that which transcends the world into heaven. What the Bible says, those works, I believe 1 Corinthians chapter 4, 
that your works will either burn or they will abide. <laughs> you, you see what I'm saying? You got to get something up there. <laughs> From your heart, amen, your labor of love, your giving, something must speak for you in heaven. <laughs> amen. Because everything else is going to burn up. And you cannot take it. With you. It passes away. It's subject to corruption. That, so the Lord is saying the same thing over and over, that you must love him above all other desires. Amen. And so that can be tested easily, whether you love the Lord or well, that just, just ask you to give it up. <laughs> That's real easy. Amen. Do you love the Lord more than any other desire? Okay. Then give up that desire. <laughs> Man. Well, the, somebody says to me and my wife, the Lord would not ask you to give up, you know, your home or, or furnishings. You know, the Lord would not ask you to give up furniture. Huh? <laughs> what? Amen. It's going to burn up. The Lord got plenty of furniture. <laughs> that cut up much. It's what you do. Hallelujah, it's, it's occupying, it's exchanging what you do from your heart in this earth. Amen, as you show how much you love the Lord. Amen. Jesus says, if you love me, you will keep my commandments. You will do my words. Amen. And so it is, it is the will of God. Hebrews chapter 11. The book of Hebrews chapter 11 Verses 8 through 10. So, when you are in the earth, when you're in this earth, you're always looking for something else. When you're in this earth, you're always looking for that which is eternal. You're never satisfied with what's in this earth compared to what is eternal. Are you saying, preacher, that God does not want you to have nice things? That's, that's not what I'm saying. Last time I preached, I believe I preached about Solomon who asked God for wisdom and God gave him everything else because he sought first the kingdom of God. Amen. Matthew 6.33, seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness. Amen. And all these things will be added unto you. Amen. So when you in this earth looking at all this stuff that you can see, amen, your treasure is in heaven. Your heart is in heaven. So you're just positioning things down here. Amen. To get more and more people to heaven and to do the will of God. Amen. That we always invite, it was always an open invitation, amen. We preach in the land of Africa, amen. You're always perfectly willing to, to give into that vision. The Bible says without a vision, the people perish. That means throw off restraint. That means without being attached to a vision, you, that word restraint actually means to appear naked. It's the same thing that when Adam and Eve sinned and the glory departed and they were naked, amen. So you, you were always 
invited to be a part of this vision anytime. Amen. To be connected with that which is eternal. Amen. Somebody in Africa being saved, or even in America, we preach in America, somebody being saved is part of your heavenly portfolio. Amen. Everybody likes to show their resumes and portfolios. Amen. <laughs> well, you got one in heaven. The Bible says you have a heavenly account. Amen. Paul says, I'm not even asking for anything on my account, but for your account, which is in heaven. Amen. For fruit that abounds to your account. So even the minister was not trying to get something. He was trying to get something to people that would last in the eternal realm. Amen. So it says, Hebrews chapter 11, verse 8, By faith, Abraham obeyed when he was called to go out to the place which he would receive as an inheritance. And he went out not knowing where he was going. By faith, he dwelt in a land of promise, as if in a foreign country, dwelling in tents with Isaac and Jacob, the heirs with him of the same promise. For he waited for the city which has foundations, whose builder and maker is God. So even though he was doing the will of God, listening to the voice of God, he was looking for heaven. Amen. A, a, a city that was not built by hands, that whose builder and maker is God. Amen. God laid those, those foundations. And then in verse 14 through 16, for those who say such things declare plainly that they seek a homeland. And truly, if they had called to mind that country from which they had come out, they would have had an opportunity to return. In other words, the earthly, you know, the Bible says don't, don't turn back. But now they desire a better, that is, a heavenly country. Therefore, God is not ashamed to be called their God. For he has prepared a city for them. Amen. Because you're looking for heaven. Because your treasure is in heaven. And that's what, while you're in this earth, this earth is not getting on you. Amen. You're steady looking for heaven. God is not ashamed to be your God. Amen. For you to be his children. Amen. God is not ashamed to, call, to be called your God. For he has prepared a city for you. Amen. So they were sojourners. They were pilgrims. They were travelers. Amen. And the Bible says they sought a better country. Amen. That they sought a, a better, a better country. Amen. And that word better, it means in value, in dignity, more noble more excellent. Amen. So heaven is a better country. Amen. It is it's higher in value. Jesus is higher in value than any type of gold or possessions that you could amass on this earth. You, you have to have the mindset that, that Jesus is greater. Heaven is greater. And so that would govern what you do with the gold and the silver and the possessions in this, in this earth realm. Amen. So the attitude is that we are sojourners, that we are passing through the, the, the imagery of living in tents. 
Amen. So God designed that while we're in this earth, that heaven would always be affecting us and, and calling us. Amen. And so the body, the Bible says, Jesus says, a body thou hast prepared for me to do your will. So the purpose of the body is to do the will of God. The purpose of the body is to do the will of God. Amen. So our body also keeps us from continuing in this earth. The, the, so the, the body, that the physical body will be done away with. We would get a new body. Amen. So let's, let's end with that 2 Corinthians. Second Corinthians chapter five, verses one through eight. And we know that if our earthly house, this tent is destroyed, we have a building from God, speaking of the glorified body, a house not made with hands, eternal in the heavens. For in this we groan earnestly, desiring to be clothed with our habitation, which is from heaven. So we want that glorified body and we want to get to heaven, but we're in this earth. So this is, we're in between two things. So that's why we groan, the Bible says. It says, if indeed having been clothed, we shall not be found naked. So once you get the glorified body or the glory keeps you from being naked. Before Adam and Eve sinned, they had a glorified body. They had no knowledge that they were naked. For we who are in this tent grown, being burdened, not because we want to be unclothed, but further clothed, that mortality may be swallowed up by life. Now, he who has prepared us for this very thing is God, who also has given us the Spirit, the Holy Spirit, as a guarantee. So we're always confident, knowing that while we are at home in the body, we are absent from the Lord. We walk by faith, not by sight. We are confident, yes, well pleased to be absent from the body, to be present with the Lord. So the, the principle is absent from the body is to be present with the Lord. We know if we die that we are present with the Lord, and we use that scripture. But also, if the body gets in the way for, from, for, of us being present with the Lord. Remember, Adam and Eve ran from the presence of the Lord. They were aware of their bodies. Amen. And so we give the Spirit of God the, the preeminence over the body. Amen. So that we may be present. What do I mean by that? The body we present to God, a living sacrifice, holy and acceptable unto God, which is our reasonable service or worship. Amen. We glorify the Lord in our bodies. Amen. And so the, 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 the Spirit, amen, receives from the Lord so that the body can be an instrument or members, our members' instruments of righteousness. Amen. So present with the Lord, it means to be home with the Lord. So what is, what is pulling us to be with the Lord? Amen. To give back what we had. Amen. You say, well, we are born again. We, we're with the Lord. Amen. Well, we want to continue to be with the Lord forever. We'll be caught up with the Lord when we're raptured, caught up with the Lord in the sky. And we're, forever we will be with the Lord. Eternal life began down here. 
The Lord is calling us. Heaven is calling us. Amen. And so those, those two forces, amen, of the Lord calling us and heaven calling us, amen, that the Lord called us to do his will, that is the part of our eternity that abides forever, doing the will of God. That is the works, amen, that will not burn up doing the will of God while we're in this earth, amen. So this earth is not our home, amen. Heaven is our home. We conduct ourselves down here knowing that this earth is passing away. Father, we thank you for your word. We thank you, Father God. Hallelujah. For the lamb, amen, Jesus, the lamb that takes away the sins of the world, amen. The lamb slain before the foundations of the world, hallelujah. The ram caught in the bush, amen. The Lord, our provider, hallelujah. Saramos, the lamb, hallelujah. Worthy is the lamb. Worthy is the lamb. Hallelujah. Worthy is the lamb. See the lamb. Hallelujah. Look at the lamb. Look at the sheep. How they are yielded to their master. For life, hallelujah, hallelujah, for guidance, Holy Ghost, for protection. As he is, amen, so are we, hallelujah, as he is, so are we, hallelujah. We honor you, Lord, we honor the lamb, we honor the Passover lamb, hallelujah. Lord, we will no longer stubbornly go our own way. Hallelujah. But by your example, Lord God, hallelujah, we are yielded trusting you to guide and lead us in paths of righteousness besides still waters. Hallelujah. That you bring us to green pastures. Hallelujah. Places to feed, places to drink, Lord God. Hallelujah. Our life is found in you, Lord God. Hallelujah. Thank you, Father, in Jesus' name. Thank you for listening to the Christ Be Glorified Ministries audio podcast. For more information, visit ChristBeGlorifiedMinistries.com and you can also follow us on Facebook under Christ Be Glorified Ministries. Thank you so much and God bless you.